Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why be a, a pirate? So you've been going too long and you don't even know the intro. Why be a pirate when you can join the Navy? There we go. Welcome back, Gideon. Sorry, guys. It has been a few weeks. It's been probably, I don't know, we've done one in the last yeah, six weeks, I think. M- yeah, about a month. Yeah, but reasons to be explained, I guess. We've both been away. But no, that's that's a little false. I've been away. I've been away. I've been here. <laughs> you haven't been anywhere. I was tempted to just like play, play through, just give you guys absolute treats. But um, I also don't have a computer nor the ability to edit this. So uh, I just treated myself. Yeah, fair enough. But unlike you, I actually take this podcast really seriously. That's why I flew to across the globe <laughs> finding records for the show. Went to, uh, so today I'm going to play some uh, K-pop for you. So it's all uh, Korean music based. Went over to Seoul for eight days. Found myself in the funniest of places doing some all sorts of things, eating everything in sight. Some hilarious shit that we'll go into, and those are the records I've chosen for you today. We'll get into that shortly. And Louis, what have you? Uh, what have you chosen? Well, I, we sort of discussed we'd be buying records, uh, playing records that we bought in each other's hiatus. Um, and I've been buying a lot of jazz, reggae, and African music, which uh, will probably not pair well at all with K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but K-pop's not what you think it is. Oh, I guess I'll discover. It's not. Like Miley Cyrus pop music. It's like its own kind of fun, funky genre, if that yeah. makes sense. I like to think of it like take like – it's like take like the funk of Mark Ronson and pair it with the cuteness of Nicki Minaj and then add some – I don't know if I'm going to say any justice, but then just add like some pink hair onto a guy's body. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds like an abomination. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the music, not the guy. Uh, well, I'll tell you with the music, but Souls, uh, I don't know if you know much about K-pop or the Korean music scene at all. It's actually like, no, I don't, but like I've sort of, I've looked at some like fashion articles and stuff. It all seems like pretty hectic, like the K-pop scene. I wouldn't mind getting into it. Pop's like never really been a genre that I'm into, but I think just for the pure, like just how, how, how diehard they take it over there, I reckon I'd find it pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's a huge market for it and it's going global right now. Like um, there's artists from the biggest... Band would probably be BTS. It's like a six-piece boy band, and they're like they all have different color hairstyles, obviously, and they dancing is like next level shit. Um, but the songs, I actually really like their music. But we're not going to be featuring them. They're they're too mainstream for my, for my collection. <laughs> yeah, digging a lot deeper. Well, I've been yeah, I've dug through some uh, some roots and reggae sort of stuff. So maybe I'll play a bit of that, um, or I'll play some African bit of funk. I think I'll, mine will be a bit more of a eclectic. Yeah. mix, I'd say. So I want to just go into a bit of K-pop and some stories for you. So in Seoul, K-pop like is everywhere. It's that's well for them, it's just music. But we, I think as a genre, it's called K-pop. But on the street, you walk down um, in Hongdae, there's like performers, there's circles, there's like amphi- little amphitheaters built in there where people perform and dance and sing, and they get huge crowds. And the biggest crowd is on their phone. They live stream and their live streams go crazy. No way. Like that's where the, every K-pop star will start essentially and then they get picked up from there, taken to like a big radio agency and then they do that hardcore for a long period of time. And their fans are like next level creeps. <laughs> Not creeps, but like fascinated, full like, blown. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Think of the hardcore like believers. Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of makes sense. It's like a, a bit of a cult genre, I feel. Uh, it fully is. but So that's one hand of it. And then the other hand is like all this just music lovers. Like vinyl's really big there. They have like listening bars, which we don't really have in Melbourne. No, no, we don't. Um, which is, for instance, like you walk down this little dungeon, this guy's got this massive record collection. 
and you can tell him what kind of music you want or an artist and he'll just play records for you all night, essentially. And the sound system is like as if you have like a big club sound system in a room just for 10 chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, that's sick. Yeah, so shout out to the place called Suzy Q. It's like, it's basically this old guy. He must've been like 80 or 85. And his record collection, he said, um, he got offered 3 million US dollars for it. And he said, no. So his collection is worth quite a bit. Jesus. How many records do you reckon he had? Like, was it just like wall to wall, just like shelf deep? I don't know. I I was guessing around 40,000 maybe in that room. Yeah, geez. Wall to wall. Like, think of like a big- thousands, yeah. Yeah, but- then we'll talk, me and my brother were there and we're talking about like what makes a record so expensive, right? Yeah. Do you know what the most expensive record is? Is it one of the Beatles? Yeah, it is a Beatles record. It's a, they made one, uh, they made an album with the wrong cover and they took it back and they made another one. But anyone who bought that one is a, a rich man. Jesus. But do you know what the second best one is? This is fucking funny. No, I don't. I feel like I looked this up once upon a time, but now I've sort of like lost okay, it. Okay, so the Wu-Tang Clan made one record. Oh, I've heard this as well, yeah. yeah. They gave gave it to someone and in the um, agreement, it says you're not allowed to um, sell it, but the, the Wu-Tang Clan are allowed to try steal it off them at least once. Legally, <laughs> it's in the clause of buying the, um, the vinyl. So in his lifetime, they're going to try each steal it. Jesus, that's hectic. Yeah, they tried it. Steal it back, but who knows where that record is. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, so there's a really strong community there of music lovers and their clubs are like next level shit as well. You have like in Itaewon, it's more of like your, I don't know, just your cool clubs, I guess. They play like hip hop and um, house music. But then you go to like Gangnam, that's where they have like their big fuck off clubs. Like think like Ibiza style, like space amnesia type of clubs where it's like five, 10,000 people, big light show, big yeah. music. And that goes off. So, like, there's such a market for it over there. Fuck, that's crazy. But also, like, in a city where there's, like, 9 million people living in Seoul, you have an extra 4 million people living in, like, Ichawan, which is, like, an hour drive away. Like, the city will probably populate, like, maybe somewhere between 15 and 16 million on any given day, which is more than Australia. Yeah. Well, just about, no, just about as Australian population in one city. That's outrageous. There's so many people. So it was cool. <laughs> All right, let's get to the records. Oh, I also want to tell them how I bought the records. It's pretty cool. All right. So this record store. I won't interrupt. No, no, no. Don't interrupt me. It's all me. This podcast is pretty much just me. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is for Gideon, guys. <laughs> no, nah, we'll turn to you when you talk about your records. But, oh. <laughs> I mean, when we get there. See if you can beat all these stories. But um, in, uh, in Seoul, so how you buy your music is different as well. They take it much more, not seriously, but more intricately, I think is the word. So here, like, you go, you buy a record, there's one turntable, you might have to line up and wait for it, and then you put it on, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that record. It doesn't work like that over there. So I went to the Samsung Music Library. It's like this building that's like, I don't know, five levels high, spans like three buildings length. It's a huge place. And they've got these listening system, not listening systems, obviously they have turntables, but like they have like listening designated listening areas where you have maybe 15 turntables set up with two headphones plugged into each. Um, and then they have a wall of just records. So you go to this wall of records that you can listen from. You can't choose the ones you buy. You can only choose the ones you can listen to. And then if they have that in stock, you can buy it. So you grab that one, you sit down, you just listen to music. And because there's two headphones, everyone just sits there in twos and listens to music 
orders like there's a cafe there, orders coffee, sits there and just listens to music in the headphones. It's so cool. Oh, wow, that's dope. Yeah, just uncover all this cool shit. You just don't, no one really does that here. You don't have like the that music culture, if that makes sense. Like you don't oh. have the listening bars, you don't have the sharing music listening systems in these record lab, record stores. Yeah, I guess it's stuff like podcasts or like, you know, going to people's houses and listening to their record collection or going to the record store and asking for recommendations. That's sort of how how we share music here. Like, yeah, some records. Different like, cultures, different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some bars here play records, but it's not like you can go up and be like, hey, I want to listen to this. Can you put it? It's not like a listing bar where it's like about listening to records. And they also don't have like 30,000 records in there. No, that's like, It might be like, you know, 100, like a couple of Led Zeppelin replushes yeah. or something like that. Like every song you write down, the guy's got it. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, you can just about say anything and have it on. Like I don't think he even owns a phone. Like he wouldn't even be like if he yeah. like, got that desperate. Like, I don't think he could even navigate how to use a smartphone. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, he doesn't need to. He, he has cassette records. tapes though. That's like, also dope. As maybe as a backup in case he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. it on vinyl. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, so the next few records I'll play, um, I bought from there. So, so obviously some of them I, I don't think are in English. I don't think any of them in English. Um, this one, I, the first one's funky as fuck. I really like it. It's by uh, Humming Urban Stereo called Fantasy. That's an English title. Some of them I'm not going to be able to say because I don't speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is uh, by Samuel Seo. It's That's in brackets. It's actually a Korean thing. Um, and I think the title one's called Happy Avocado and that's a really cool track. I'm also going to publicly plastic shame these guys as well because they double wrap their records in plastic. It's true, but they're cool fucking covers. Like, yeah, well, the covers are cool, but like vinyl covers are cool without. And the last know, one is in full Korean. I'm not even going to be able to tell you anything except that it was made by Square Records <laughs> and manufactured and distributed by Happy Robot Records. Oh, there we go. That's all I can say. Otherwise, the title's in Korean and the and the track record track title's in Korean. So, well, enjoy. enjoy. Everyone. Be prepared for some uh, cultural listing. Yeah, and so I know I don't really post the track listings to begin with, but this is going to be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is actually fair enough. All right, let's play it. Oh, you're just trying to get out of here. They've got to be asteroids. They've got to be asteroids. I won't try to talk you into changing your mind. I only ask that you behave gently. <laughs> you know that thing will be 100 years old. This is your own chamber
그래 넌 너의 best friend 아주 잠깐은 평소엔 혼자 있는 게더 좋아한 발 멀리서 Plain Diablo Peeling avocado Running reverse I eat 차를 마시면서 똑딱 자면 종이 울려 대시로 오늘 공연 저는 꼭 어제 못간셀레 집에 가야 해 거기 아보카도 맛이 괜찮대 차가운 물로 씻고 내 차에 씻던 걸어 왠지 달달한 게 마시고 싶어 앉은 채로 생각하다 시간 다 돼서 무대 서러 갈때 미소 띠며 사진도 찍고 아주 잠깐은 평소에 혼자 있는 게더 좋아한 발 멀리서 Plain Diablo Peeling Avocado Running my Versailles 차를 마시면서 
What a journey. Yeah, so did you get any of that? Uh, <laughs> I, I my favorite was that last that last band. I think Thorn Apple was what we deciphered from the vinyl <laughs> yeah. cover, which probably could be the label, it could be the band, it could be the distributor. Who yeah, 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 we just don't know. We wouldn't know. It's all in Korean, and I uh, don't speak Korean, unfortunately. I speak a little bit. Sangaseyo, konsapnida. That means hi and right. thank you. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, but yes, I don't know what I said, but it was cool. I liked it. I like no. the first one, the like funky one. That's what I kind of meant by that Mark Ronson. Yeah, 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 stuff. definitely. Yeah, I, I can I can see where you kind of came from with that. It was very like that sort of like uh, machine punk kind of. Oh, sorry, machine funk like. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but I like that last one. That last one, they were just ripping on guitar as well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. So, what have you got uh, lined up? Um, well, I've been buying uh, I've been buying a lot of records in Gideon's absence. Uh, like I said at the start, mainly jazz, African, and reggae. But I'm going to start off after that last record. It inspired me. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to play some punk. I'm going to play some angry punk. <laughs> it's taking a turn here. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> this um, is when you stop listening, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going down the rabbit hole. Nah. Yeah, I'm going to play some angry punk. I'm going to get into some angry funk and then some reggae. So a bit of a snippet of everything that I bought. So the first band that I'm going to play, I've actually been after this record for ages. And I was coming home uh, via my, uh, as Gideon would say, it's my uniform, that Strange World t-shirt I always wear. <laughs> Came home, visited Strange World, got a record off Richie. I was like, Richie, have you got joy? And he immediately exploded. And he was like, I'm the only guy who's been distributing this play. I'm the only people who sells this record. And when they come to Melbourne, I don't get tickets. Uh, he was pretty upset about it. Um, he was also trying to find his TV remote, so I left pretty quick. <laughs> That's a hard times down a strange old records. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, shit's heating up. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to play Ghost Funk Orchestra, which I've been after for a while. So they've just released their um, debut album, uh, which is pretty cool. So they're like, they're a bit like psychedelic funk, and their album's called so- uh, A Song for Paul. I'm going to play their track, Walk Like a Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> pretty funky. Um, Does it uh, feature Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I, I feel like know. everything that says motherfucker know, has <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. But I've been quoting Pulp Fiction pretty hard recently. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Quentin Tarantino new movie? I have seen the Quentin Tarantino movie and everyone who listens to us, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour, go watch it because yeah, it's but really good. Samuel L. Jackson's not actually in it actually. No, no but it's still a great film. Yeah. Still, still. Still a great film. Is if It doesn't have Samuel L. Jackson swearing it. Is it even a Quentin Tarantino movie though? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we could argue in a few directions with that, but probably maybe not. Anyways, let's digress. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll nah. finish off. And then I'll finish off with some cocaine Dillinger, uh, Dillinger and his song "Cocaine in My Brain." Sounds nice.
minute, y'all. I want you spell for me something. I want you spell for me New York, man. Why do you want to spell New York, man? I just want to spell for me New York. Can you do that, man? Sure, man, I can spell New York. Well, go ahead, man. N-E-W-Y-O-R-K, that's New York, man. No, man, you made a mistake, man. I'm gonna teach you the right way and a proper way to spell New York, man. Well, go ahead, man. A knife, a fork, a buckle, and a cork. That's the way we spell New York, man. You see, no matter where I treat my guests, they always like my kitchen best. Cause I cook it. I want you to hold me tight because I'm out of sight and I'm a down on mine. I've got cocaine running around my brain. I've got cocaine running around my brain. Man, oh man, I've got to be on the run because I've got to meet the setting sun. I've got a
of music wasn't that Louis yeah it's a bit of a bit of a mix so if this is your first time listening this was probably uh some of the am I out I don't know the biggest range of music we've ever had in one show <laughs> yeah. yeah I guess it's the most genre crossing like even the genre crossing within k-pop like it was funk then it was like psych and then it was like a bit of punk in there and then you went into K-pop. reggae and I went straight into punk <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Park and then some, then some, you know, dystopic kind of funk stuff. Um, yeah, so that's something to wet your palate on, on at some point in there. Yeah. Look, if you don't like anything in that podcast, uh, give us a call. No, just go educate yourself in music a bit more because we covered everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> that's savage. I was going to give us a call and we'll show you some shit. But, oh, yeah. righto. But yeah, go, go and fend for yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Come on. Yeah. We're pirates after all. Exactly. So, what are we, uh, what's the plan for the next Wait, week? International we? Pirates now, Gideon. International Pirates. I wonder what day is International Pirate Day. We should look that up. <laughs> There's a day for some Island Pirates. Do like a, yeah, do like a special swashbuckling episode. It's true. All right, guys. So, next week, we're going to celebrate, since it's the month of August. And do you know what happened in August 1969 in Bethel, New York? Oh, I'm going to take one quick guess. And, oh, let me just rack my brains for a second. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Woodstock. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good guess, Louis. Just only like that really massive fucking festival. <laughs> what a fucking festival. That was the biggest shit show of any shit show festival. Yeah, but it was also epic. That's when Fire Festival works. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get so many people to a site that's not built at all, but and like. They still throw the festival. Yeah, with only three deaths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> only, I say only because there's like 100,000 people there. And you don't ruin the economy of a small island. Yeah. Just a small business. Just ruin one farm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one man's acres. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the three people died were drugs, drugs, and got ran over by a tractor. There we go. I think we've run over that before. Excuse, yeah, so. Excuse the pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> um, so next week, we're going to play, we're going to look back at the 1969 Woodstock and play our favorite records from that festival. There's a lot in there. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of a homage. Um, we both absolutely love a lot of those live things. Oh, well, I think we both just love live records, so. Yeah, that's true. To play. And we also actually love the actual 1969 Woodstock record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sick. That is a good one. That's got a few plays in the house for sure. Yeah, so we'll be going through that and turn it up. And the week after, we're quite organized. The week after that, we're going to do a bit of a UK indie rock one as well. Yeah, a bit of a UK indie rock homage. Also, Gideon got there in his travel. So I'm sure he's got some tales and some records to spill. For sure. So there's quite a lot. Beautiful. On the, on the, on the menu <laughs> coming up. <laughs> good, because I'm hungry. Um, yeah, uh, so a lot to look forward to then. We'll uh, we'll see you in the coming weeks. We're going to be back every week now, aren't we, Liz? Yes. Yeah, I've trained him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gideon. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you uh, hopefully every Wednesdays or at Thursdays if it comes out late. Yeah. Or Fridays if it's really late. See you during the week. Oh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you once a week every week. Wednesday or later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>